Welcome to Belmont Banter, the official podcast of Whitstable Town FC. Every week we chat to ex-players, supporters and invited guests here on Belmont Banter. Welcome to the official podcast of Whitstable Town FC. Whitstable Town Football Club's main sponsor is Fibertech UK Limited. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to Belmont Banter. And this week, we've got Kevin Brown on the phone. Now, Kevin, or Kev, I believe he prefers to be called, is uh, no, stranger to football, no stranger to football around <laughs> Kent. And we're here to hear his story today. So how are you, Kev? Yeah, very well. Thank you, Tony. Thanks for uh, having me on. No, you're welcome, mate. You're welcome. Everyone knows how this works now. So let's sort of start off at your earliest memories and you can take us on your journey. Yeah, right. So, yeah, I mean, the earliest memories for me would have been sort of an eight, eight, nine year olds growing up. I mean, back in the back in the day, back in the day as such, um, there wasn't sort of teams until you got to sort of under 10s. These days, it's sort of under sixes. They start under sevens really early, yeah. don't they? We, I sort of started under 10s for my local team called Dolphins, Maystone, based in Maystone Way. And then from there, moved on to a team called Blue Eagles. Uh, mm-hmm. well-known local team in Maidstone. We had some good players in that side. That was sort of under under 10s. I was there from under 10s through to under 14s, under 14s, under 15s. From there, I I went to Gillingham, Gillingham Academy. Well, it was, it was a development centre then. It was yes. They didn't have academies back in that day. So it was a, a Gillingham Development, development Centre. Um, that was based in, we played games at the Garrison over in Chatham and we train at the dockyard, Chatham Docks. Mm-hmm. So we, we would train there and there was, I'd say sort of a guy called Mel Machin. He was one of the old coaches there. Now he was proper, proper old school. You, you, what you got to remember is we were 14, 15 years old and sure. he'd have us in training and he'd have medicine balls and they'd be like basically passing medicine balls over your head, back and forth. You, you know, you're 14, yeah. 15. I mean, it's like, if, if you think about it now, if you have people coach training like that, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But That's he brilliant. was very, very old school. The one thing I love about this is when people mm. throw a name at me. Now, Mel Makin, yes. I know the name. And yeah. you're, it's yeah. all part of the past of the whole thing. I've got a few names here, Tony. Yeah, you fire them <laughs> ones, ones you will recognise. Yes, yeah, so basically from there, I won't bore you too much of that. I got to sort of 16, 16 and a half. Um, they make a decision if you're going to be YTS. It was YTS back then. I got released. So from there, I went to Margate, Margate youth team, under 18s. Now, Mark Weatherly was the first team manager. Now, obviously, he was at Jill's when I was there. So that was a the connection there. Now, we, I used to, my dad used to drive me down to Margate. We trained twice a week. Um, and obviously, games were played at Margate. I used to go down with a guy called Paul Atkins, Jacko. Yeah. He's played for Chatham. He's been around. So... He was actually in the first team. He was a year older than me. I was sort of 17. He was 18. But we would travel down together. So I stayed there for a season. And then the, the, the Jacko, Jacko left. I think he went to Chatham. And I just thought, and my old man was saying, well, I don't want to keep driving you down to Margate. It's a long old trek because we lived in Maystone. Oh, yeah. It's a long way to go twice a week. Yeah. And then Sunday mornings when our games were. So he said, look, let's look nearer to home. So, so sitting ball. So we went to down to Sittingbourne. Obviously, my dad lived in Sittingbourne. He was split up from my mum. I was in Maystone. The Sittingbourne made sense. Now, 
obviously a big club at the time. This is when they had all the money there. Yeah. Uh, I know you've spoke to people like Piggy or whatever. I'm going to you know touch on that in a bit. Um, now, they had the money there at the time. Now, they had an under-18s. Um, so I went into that side. And there was the likes of Glenn Barlow, who you spoke to yeah. before, uh, Lyndon Rowland, Roy Clark, Nicky Rem, Peter Overton, God rest his soul. Very, very good players. So I played there for a season. We went to Dover. Basically, the league we were in was a Kent. It was a Kent Youth League. We had to, it was between us and Dover to win the league. We played at the Crabble. We had to win that game to win the league. And we lost, I remember it like yesterday, we lost 2-1 oh. under the lights at the Crabble. But for a 17-year-old, great experience to play there. Yeah, so I wanted more. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm there now and I'm like, yeah, I've always wanted to, you know, do well in football. But that sort of pushed me even further. So the season after, I was one of the older ones now. So we, we kicked on there. At the end of that season, there was a decision to be made. Now, basically, John Ryan was the first team manager at the time. Carl Larryman was our youth manager. Larry. Everyone knows Larry. He's, he's at Chatham now. He runs a youth development there. Great coach. Very, very good coach, even back then. He, this is when they had the money. So they had the likes of Steve Lovell, Elsie, uh, Jason Lillis, all ex-pros down there. So you, you're looking at the first team and if you, you're not going to break into the first team. It's not going to happen. Not going to happen. But what, what I was going to say, I played a few games in the, they had a, like a midweek league, the midweek Hearst Electrical League, it was called back then. So through that season, playing in the youth team, the youth players would get blooded in, in the reserve team. Now, I remember this was an eye-opener. <laughs> my, my first ever game, I'm 17 years old. Central Park, you know, the big, they were at the big stadium yeah. there. So I've turned up, gone into these change rooms were massive. I mean, as youth players, we used to play on the bottom pitch. We played now and then on the top pitch. But I've walked in there. First thing, I've sat down. Now, Jason Lillis has walked in. He's picked my bag up, lobbed it. And <laughs> so I sit there, kids, uh, whatever. Something along those lines. Oh, he actually, I, I, I can't repeat what he said on here. Um, so that was, that was the first sort of, record of that so then anyway so the game we're playing deal i remember it like yesterday so we're playing deal and there was a left back i will mention his name actually dave ward dave ward now wardy was probably 32 33 then he's in and out of the first team so he's in the reserves midweek and he's got me in front of him so mate, he gave me a torrid a proper you you can't say now what he was saying to me on that football pitch it's not it's literally snowflakes. Yeah. You can't do it. You can't do it. If he did that, if I did that now to a 17 year old kid, I'd get arrested. What he was saying it was literally that bad. So <laughs> coming at half time and Larry's come in, Larry and Carl Aaron's come in and John Ryan come in as well. And he's like, get him off, get him off. Blah, blah, blah. I'm only 17. Right. And I took Wardy off. <laughs> I subbed Wardy. So they, they took, they took Wardy off. And um, I don't know if he played again, but that was, but look, that was an eye opener. Yeah. That was over. So I played most of the season in that midweek side, plus the youth team. Got to the end of the season, and as I said, it's decisions time. Not going to break into the first team. I don't think there was one youth player, Lyndon Rowland, out of all of us, broke into the first, the actual squad. He never actually started a game. That's how strong that team was. I mean, they were paying silly money at the time. Oh, yeah. Um, new, new emblem who I'll touch on again later on, went on to Millwall Palace. Simon Beard, very, very good player, non-league player. Some, and obviously the ex-pros. So for me, it was a decision to be made. Now, Neil, 
Phil's dad, Phil Emblem, was Tunbridge manager. And Phil used to come along and watch some of the games. He watched a few of the midweek games, always on, on, the, on the lookout for players. Um, and I knew Neil, obviously, at Sittingbourne. I knew his brother. His brother played at Tunbridge, Paul, his younger brother. He went on to become a pro as well. Now, Phil said, come down to Tunbridge. So I've gone down to Tunbridge. This was sort of 93, 94. It was now, yeah, 18, 19. So I've gone down there, done a pre-season. You had the likes of Steve Herm who's been on the podcast, uh, Morse, Peter Jarvis, proper characters, Andy Mills, proper characters. Uh, again, an eye-opener. Some of the things that went on in the change rooms there, you know, it, it, it was, again, you can't repeat it online. <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't break in the team. Pre-season on the bench, only seven, only 18, 18 years old, which is understandable. Played most of the season in the reses. The next season... Broke in, sort of on the bench, coming on, off. We but Going back, we played Wolves, Wolverhampton in pre-season friendly. And Neil Emblem was obviously at, at Wolves now. I mean, that was that was a good experience to play them. Proper pros on long meets pitch, which is like bobbly as you like. I mean, proper, not like the pitches now. It was really, really yeah, bobbly, dry. But yeah, so that, I started there. That was a 94-95 season. Then I... Dropped out again. They brought other players in. So, again, decision-making. 19 now. Went to Tunbridge Wells uh, in the Kent League. Originally on loan. So, I've gone there. I've played a few games there. I was playing every week in, week out. And I thought, well, I didn't want to drop down. But I just thought sometimes, you know, you look at the kids today, Tony. They, they'd rather sit on the bench. That's how I see it. That, that's sort of 18, 19. They'd rather sit on the bench instead of go and, go and play. I wanted to play. Tunbridge Wells signed permanently. So I stayed there for a couple of seasons, actually. Weren't a great side, mid-table side. Didn't do, didn't do loads. From there, I moved to, I went to Sheppey. Sheppey United. Steve Clark, if you know Clark, he was at Tunbridge Wells. Yeah. He moved to Sheppey. Uh, Mel Watkins was a manager. Now, bumped into Glenn again. Obviously, Glenn Barlow was at, at Sheppey. Um, Oves, Peter Overton. Again, some very, very good players. Terry Cordice, Neil Fez and Clark. He was in Mark Lane, the goalkeeper. Lane, well, you know Laney, obviously. I know Laney. <laughs> he's still at Whitstable, isn't he? Yeah, he's yeah, still he's there. Still yeah, there. he's still going. Um, so, got a story about Laney. No. <laughs> so, um, I'll tell you offline tone. Um, so, yeah, so we're basically, we're at Sheppey. Uh, again, very, very good. So underachieved, really. Underachieved. Got to Kent Senior Trophy Final. We played Ramsgate on a mud heap of a pitch at Ashworth. I was injured. I wasn't in the squad. I was there. And Dean Bowie, who I'll touch on again later on, I went and played with Dean. They had a good side, Ramsgate. Jim Warbers manager, wasn't it? And they had a very, very good side. Yeah, but it went to penalties. Another name you're going to know, Dale Wicketts. Yes. He was a 17-year-old kid. And he, mate, he skied this, he skied this penalty. I think it's still coming down now. I mean, I've heard this, this, a few of the guys have told the story before, but he was in bits. He was in tears. Uh, but Dale went on to have a very good career and obviously played for Whitstable as well. Very, very good player. Very good player. So that was Sheppy. From there, I went to Red Hill. It sounds like Glenn's story, doesn't it? It does. Basically, yeah. Bill, Bill Tucker. Um, <laughs> Bill, Bill Tucker knew everyone. Uh, he's gone to Red Hill. I don't know how, why he took the job there. I mean, it was a mission. And he's, on, he's in touch. Glenn's coming down. Got Glenn Bar. I think Oves, Peter Overton come and played a few games, but then he left. So 
I said, well, you know, it's, it's a mission, but he was, they were paying decent money. So we would travel down together. We went to Red Hill, had a season there with Bill. Then he moved upstairs and Glenn, Glenn went to, because we traveled Hartney and Whitney or someone like that or Free Bridges. Something I can't remember now, but Ian Dawes come in, ex-Millwall player. And he said, do you want to stay? And I said, well, okay, I'll stay. But I was traveling down on my own and it was quite a long way. So I stayed there sort of half a season. And then <laughs> Dave Ward's Greenwich got the Greenwich job. So I've I've gone down there because obviously Greenwich is at the A2. It's not so bad. And again, Glenn's turned up. <laughs> so Glenn's, Glenn's at Greenwich. So then again, car sharing. So we, we went to Greenwich and again, this, this, this was, you know, I've been in football quite a bit now. This was sort of 2002, 2003. And this was an eye-opener. This is after being where I've been. Now, they had pots of cash. Now, it was Tamar Hussain, who was the chairman. The, the, the ground now, Harrow Meadow, is basically it's, it's flats and houses. It was a dump, Tony. It's a dump. Yeah. You've been to Greenwich. Yeah, um, yeah, many times. No support. We had about 10 people watching. But the players he was bringing, I mean, there was a guy called Wayne Burnett who was, he's a pro all his life, finished at Grimsby. He was only, he was still only 33, 34, but he was a Greenwich boy. And what happened was there was complications with the birth of one of his child. And I think he'd just come back home to Greenwich. So basically, Tamar Hussain being Tamar Hussain, it was another guy called Sammy Mudd who owned recruitment companies. I mean, you, I know how much he was. He was on about 500 quid a week. So they paid him that. <laughs> yeah, This was back in 2002, three. So Wayne Burnett's come in. Dean Bowie's joined. He, he was he come in as assistant manager. He was still playing. And he, Dean told you this on, yeah. on his podcast. Great player, Dino. Pr- probably one of the best finishers I've played with and against. It just, just he, I don't know. I don't know what it was. It wasn't massive. It wasn't physical, but it was just, he knew where the goal was. Knew where the goal was. And he was still playing. And there was, what was the story? We played Maystone. We played Maystone in the FA Cup and they had Jim Moore was manager again. And they brought their support with him down at Harrow Meadow. And he was, we, we were, I think we were winning one there. Wayne Burnett ran the game. We needed two balls. They couldn't get the ball off him. And he was trying to sign him, you know, he's trying to sign him after the game and everything. But yeah, that was a good experience. The only issue, it, it was just, it, it blew up. You know, Tamar Hussain, he's coming in the changing rooms with wads of notes, you know, paying players. We were obviously getting paid as well. But, it, it was always going to go one way. I've seen it in football. It, it blew up. I think we got that end of that season. I think we finished about fifth in the league and then he pulled the money. And that was, oh, that was the other story. Tamar, we had a coach uh, journey. I think it was in NFA Vars and he was on there and Glenn told the same story, telling everyone that he's going to be in this film, the business and yeah. blah, 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 blah. And we're like, what's, he, what's this geezer talking about? We think he's, a, he's like, he's a Flash Harry. But then obviously, it, he true. wasn't a film star then and yeah. he went on and did it. It was, it was, because film took a couple of years i think to come out after that and yeah. i remember seeing it and it was like bloody hell tam the same <laughs> and it's like remember that coach journey it's, it's actually come true yeah. you know and what he was what he was saying is um is true so that was um that was that um i left i left greenwich from yes yeah, so to greenwich that that finished at the end of that season and I thought I want to try higher. I want to I want to try out higher again. So I've gone to Gravesend. Had a pre uh, did a preseason at Gravesend. Andy Ford, had some great players there. Um, Scott Lindsay was there. Lee Spiller, 
Ryan Briggs. Um, but I did a pre-season there and that helped me a lot. Got me the coaching, you know, a lot better coaching. Played a few games pre-season, but I looked at it and thought, I'm not, I'm not getting in this side. I'm not getting nowhere near it. And again, I just want to play. So from there... Whitstable Town Football Club's main sponsor is Fibertech UK Limited. I went to... I come down to Whitstable. Siegs, Siegs was manager. Yeah. Laney, because obviously I knew Laney from Sheppey. Yeah. I travelled down with Laney. I come pre-season. And you know, sometimes Siegs didn't fancy me. And it's that to this day. It, 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 it's... I've, I've played in midfield in my career and... You know, you can ask people, I was more of a ball player. He just wanted, he wanted workhorses in there. It's opinions, yeah. a lot of opinions in football, isn't it? Yeah, it yeah. It's some, some managers like certain players, some don't. And Siegs just didn't fancy me. And, but, but, but he was honest. He just said, Brownie, I, 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 don't, I don't fancy you. You're not what I want. I moved on to Herm Bay. So I've gone down to Herm Bay and Nick Denley was the manager. And they had a very good side at the time. He, Justin Smell, uh, Andy Thompson. Yeah. I don't know what happened to Tomo. Julian Bill. Beely, I played with Beely at Sittingbourne. And again, Beely and Tom are in midfield. I, I couldn't break in the side, Tony. Couldn't, couldn't get in the team. So for me, I, I don't sit on the bench. I'm not, I'm not going to hang about. I'm not going to hang about and collect my money, travel to home, but I want to play. But from there, I went, I went back to Tunbridge Wells. There was a new, a new manager come in, Kevin Metcalf. And he brought in this coach, Martin Telford, ex-Ashford coach. Um, so I thought, I'll go down there pre-season. It's a bit closer to home. They were the whipping boys the season before. And I thought, this is a bit of a gamble, but I'll go and have a look. And what Martin Telford done was bringing a lot of the Ashford guys to where were we? Yes, yeah, so, so basically, yeah, went to Tunbridge Wells, new coach there, Martin Telford, the ex-Ashford coach. He brought in a lot of the youngsters from there and a few experienced players. So what he'd done, and I, I, he, he's one of the best coaches I've played for, this guy. He's actually, he comes um, into the story again a bit later. I was now about 30, 31, 32. And I was getting a bit of a niggle around my, my hernia, hernia. And I was, I was struggling. I was struggling. He turned me into a right back, basically took me out of midfield and said, your legs have gone, Brown, your legs have gone. You can't do that anymore. So he made me, played me as a right back. And then he even made me play in a free to the right. And everyone was saying, there's, there's no way he can do that. He's not a centre half in that kind of thing. But he was before his time, Martin. He, he was, you look at teams now playing free at the back. This is 2004. You play free at the back, you know, the free, four, free. We were, yeah. He was playing that in 2004 and he prolonged my career. By him doing that, he prolonged my career because obviously legs had gone a little bit, 32. Yeah. Played a lot of games through my career. So that, so I played there for, we had two seasons there. Two seasons there, and then from there, I went. I got a job offer abroad around 2008, 2009. So I went away. So basically, no football for a year. I had a year contract. So I went out there for a year. Then I come back. I was commuting back and forth, but obviously couldn't play football. Where? What do I do? I, I still want to play. So Tunbridge Wells. <laughs> so I knew a few of the players there. So I've gone back to Tunbridge Wells. Now it's a new manager now, Martin Larkin. He took him to the FA Vice final in 2013. Yeah. 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 Very organised guy. Never been involved in men's senior football. So it was a little bit of a, okay, okay, let's see what's, what it's about. So I've gone in there. I'm 34 now, 34, 35. He's just used me for experience. But he wanted to play me in midfield. And, you know, the youngsters put youngsters around me. But, Tony, I'll, I'll be honest, the legs are gone, really. Yeah. You know, it, it, it is one of those things. 
I knew in my own head and I tried and and in the end he sort of dropped dropped me out and put the youngsters in there and I thought okay fair enough I then this is this is a funny one I I got made redundant so basically I've got a lot of time to myself in the days and it so I I got myself prop like super like proper fit again proper fit and Simon Colbrand rang me up he was an ex-teammate of mine at Tunbridge now he took over the Worthing job in in the Roman South which is miles away and he said do you want to come down do you want to come down and do because I've done my coach I've been doing my coaching badges through through the time as I do a bit of coaching there help me out so I've gone down there obviously currently on sort of gardening leave getting paid anyway yeah I thought well, that's a mission to, to Worthing but I did it and obviously they paid me I had nothing else to do so I was going down in the evenings and I started coaching but then I started playing and I joined in a couple of, and he said do you know what Brownie you you can do a job here you can still do a job for us so I got in their side this, and, and, and we actually got in the playoffs and this is me at 35, but he, he played me as a holding midfield player, but he had three players around me. So I literally just got on the ball and moved it. So I wasn't exposed as much as I was in the Kent league. Yeah. And what you find is as you go up a league, Ryman self, you get more time on the ball. Yes. You get more time on the better players. So we got in the playoff finals, I think semi-final. We, we play Folkestone on the Saturday before and um, it was between us. We're one. We would have gone up automatically. They beat us 2-1 at Worthing. We were 1-0 up. They got a dodgy penalty, and it was dodgy. And then they scored a winner right at the end. Jimmy Jackson, Darren Smith, yeah. those kind of players. They're very, very good players. Um, and then we lost in the semi-final, the playoff against Godham in town. Right. We're now, I don't know what league they're in now. So, yeah, it was a bit of a renaissance, really. Yeah. To, to play that, you know, from for, for, at that age as well. I, I you know... So, so from there, I got a job, but it's abroad. So 2010-11, I moved to Switzerland and I was there for five years, five years, Tony. So basically no football, uh, the football out there was either, there was no middle ground, it was either pro or okay. proper grassroots. Hmm. I went and trained with a side and it was, it, it wasn't, it was, it wasn't very good. Yeah. So I just stopped playing football, concentrated on work. I come back in the yeah, 2015-16, so nearly 40, 40 years old. What am I going to do? And I thought, well, you know, I've got my first coaching bad. Do I get into coaching? No, no, I still want to play. I still want to play. So I want to play um, Sunday mornings for a team called Similar over in West Kent. A lot of Tunbridge Wells players play uh, seven oaks. Very good side. Got to the Kent Cup final. Strong team. A lot of semi-pros playing. So I played there for a little bit. And then that's it. The old legs were proper like packing up yeah, yeah. Uh, even at that level even at that level the players seem to get faster <laughs> I thought coaching I might as well use you know I want to give yeah. back I want to give back what I've learned the experience over the years so I went to Ashford under 23s they started a 23 side and a friend of mine Sean Holland who was the ex-assistant manager there took over so we've gone down there and it just didn't work out we literally got there and, and it, it was run as two separate clubs Tony you had the first team but you'd think there would be a connection, but there was nothing like that there. And then you had the travelling as well. I mean, we drove to Ashford, which took us an hour. Then we were three bridges away, midweek league it was. So it was a nightmare. And obviously with work as well, if it was a Saturday, not a problem. But the midweek, we didn't, you know, we should have really known that. So we knocked it on the head. We resigned from there. And then I, the last start of this season, I took over... My boys now, 
he's he's now six, seven, sorry. So he plays for Sittingbourne, Sittingbourne under sevens. Now, they wanted, I said, look, I was never going to do kids football. Never wanted to do it. And I got, I got talked into it because I, I know a few of the guys at Sittingbourne, I know a few on the committee from my time there. And they said, can you do it? You're the only qualified. I said, right, okay, I'll do it for a bit. But now I'm actually, I'm doing it. You're doing it. I'm, I'm their manager and coach. We've got training tonight. He doesn't want to go. But um, <laughs> um, so from there, I'm still looking around. I think I, I want to do men's football. And then the committee have come up to me, a couple of guys there. They're on the committee at Borden Village, a team in the Kent County Premier League. And he said, would you, we're, what we're going to do, we're going to do like a partnership between Sittingbourne, Sittingbourne and Borden Village. So what we want to do is some of the, the good youngsters in the 18s at Sittingbourne, we want to, we don't want to lose them. They're not good, good enough for Sittingbourne's first team. We want to filter them some way instead of, because what's happened in the past is they leave and they go to different yeah. clubs. Yeah. We want to use Borden as a, like a stepping stone. Yeah. We need someone in. So, They've suggested they their Borden's manager left and they sitting board board suggested me to them. So I went and spoke to them. I was a little mm, I'm in an R-ing because it was Kent County Prem. Never sort of been that low before. And they do play Overtown Park, but you know, the idea is to eventually we ground share, yeah. we come in. Yeah. There's a bigger picture. So I've took the job. And I've got I got in Simon Beard, ex Sittingborn, Dovar, uh, Margate player, he's UA for B coach. So we've gone in there, started the season. We've brought some youngsters in. We've kept a bit of a spine. Um, we've experienced players. But the idea is just to blood these youngsters and bring them through, Brilliant. coach them. And then we got cut off with COVID, didn't we? And that's, and now we're up to the present day. And that, mm-hmm. and, and, and that's it in a nutshell, Tony. And that's, that's your story. 25 years in 30 minutes. 30 minutes. And do you know what, Kevin? Yeah. I asked you one question. One I know, question. that's it. I, I I've got I've got yeah I know I the thing is you know we've we've, we've cut that down we've shortened it up there's so many you've gone Kevin, for hours listen if you if you've got more to add another day you know in a year's yeah. time you suddenly think oh well I'll give Tony a ring I'll have a chat it. yeah it'll be nice also to catch up once you start playing football we could talk yeah. about your team as well yeah oh, that would yeah. be, be brilliant yeah no that'd be good keeping keep yeah. in contact I would that's what I would we'll say. do. Will do. All right. Okay, so I, I, we're about to run out of bad time now. We're just about bang That's on. Right. From from me here at Belmont Banter and Kevin on the other end of a phone. So Kevin Brown, thank you very much today for your time. We really appreciate it, and we'll see you again soon. Cheers. Cheers, Tony. Thanks for your time, mate. Thanks, Kevin. See you later. Bye, Tony. Whitstable Town Football Club's main sponsor is FiberTech UK Limited. They are providers of optical fibre services to the telecoms industry, specialising in optical fibre provision, local and long haul. We offer a full turnkey solution to our clients throughout London and the south of England. Contact us through the website for more details. Your host, Tony Rouse, every week on Belmont Banter, for news about local football in Kent and beyond. I do hope that you've enjoyed today's episode of Belmont Banter. Don't forget there's a new episode out every week which comes out on a Sunday night, early Monday morning. And you can leave your suggestions for a guest to invite at the end. And leave a like and don't forget to pass it on to all your mates. Cheers.